Welcome to Toffee Blue View, your source for all things Everton. I'm Jerry. I have Max here. Max is back. Welcome back, Max. Glad to be back. See, Max was on uh, was on holiday. Where did you go? Sunny Spain. Both an hour out from Barcelona. Got to go to the, the the largest football stadium in Europe and lift up the European Cup. Funnily enough, it was a Jeez. quite an experience. One that won't be forgotten anytime soon. So you you went to Spain. John is in Greece, yeah. and I might go to Myrtle Beach <laughs> sometime later this summer. I'm just saying they have better vacation options than we have here in America. Just <laughs> saying. You order for you, mate. It's amazing. It's I'm ridiculously jealous. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And uh, so, in both of us, we've had our uh, our heads uh, completely glued to the to the television, watching uh, watching games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Eight a.m. till uh, you know, I guess uh, eight a.m. our time, eight a.m. U.S. time till about four p.m. four thirty p.m. So that's that much worth of football. So with us, it's it's two o'clock, four o'clock, seven o'clock. So it's kind of na- navigating your life around those hours. So you've got like yeah. spare two basically to, to watch the games. And to be honest, I haven't really done it with much success because I like I tried going to the gym before and it just didn't feel right. I just I felt out of touch with the real world and it was quite a surreal experience. Yeah, it's throwing me off big time. I'm <laughs> I'm having to uh, record games so that I can focus some on on work and family and all that stuff uh yeah Uh, it's tough though because it's summertime and my kids are both at home Mm. you know what I mean so and and my oldest is old enough to care yeah so (laughs) are they they enjoying it more importantly yeah oh my gosh whole family's loving this man it's uh it's a really it's entertaining cup yeah it It really is isn't it yeah, uh, uh, the thing that hurts is the fact that some of these teams have to uh, are, are getting eliminated and they're good. I know, I know. It, it, it's kind of like the cruel reminder of what the World Cup's all about, isn't it? You kind of get this yeah. this celebration of culture in all these different countries that you wouldn't really see on on such a uh, pedestal, shall you say? And, and you know, seeing them be slowly t- taken away, it, mm. it's quite it's quite hard because I mean, I'm sure we'll keep up with some of the you know the talent that t- catches our eye. Oh yeah. yeah, I know. Uh, I was disappointed because it's the first World Cup that my one, at least one of my kids will be like, kind of understanding um, that the, the fact that the U.S. isn't in it. But Panama is the team that that replaced us pretty much. Yeah. That that got in instead of us, and uh, it, you know they're they're not a super strong side. They've got England coming up in a couple of days, I believe. Yeah. But oh. When you, there is a video circling, of two Panamanian uh, commentators, pundits, listening to their national anthem being played for the first time at the World Cup, and the cameras are still rolling, and they're in the studio and they have stood up 
And they're walking around just crying and high-fiving and staring at the screen. And when you see how much that means to them yeah. compared to the how much it would have meant to some of the some of the people in America where we have a big portion of them that just don't care, mm. it's, you know, I'm kind of like, well, you know, yeah. at least somebody is in who does appreciate it, you know? know. I'm not going to say I'd rather them be in than us. They can't are, say that. They are, they are the national holiday, didn't they? When when they, um, when they qualified, didn't they come yeah. not that? See, that's what yeah. it means to people and I think, you know, from, for any outsider to, to, you know, to have a national holiday, to qualifying for the World Cup, I think, you know, that just speaks to volumes of what football can do for the world. Oh, yeah. It's... And uh, the benefit is, you know, I've got my kid looking at his little World Cup book and he's he knows all the flags now. Nice. And I'm like, I'm like yes, he's <laughs> more cultured than I was. Thank God. <laughs> uh, so... We should uh, we should get to the get to the point actually of our of our uh, show today. So let's. We I need to sum this up for podcast folks. Uh, we are going to start with the World Cup update though. Mm-hmm. So this is a segue into the uh, actually what we're talking about. Um, then we're going to do a transfer focus. We'll give us some basic rumors at first that have just peeked their head out the past day. Um, and uh, some other updates of some other people we talked about. And we are going to focus on two players in particular that the links are pretty strong despite conflicting stuff. So we're going we're gonna to talk about Irving Lozano and Marvin Plattenhardt. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, so we'll, we'll talk about that. And lastly, we'll do a segment. Uh, he's available on a free. He just made a big announcement a couple of days ago. Hey, I'm leaving. Uh, do we want to sign... Jack Wilshire. So, but we're not going to give you any hints right now of how we actually feel because it'll all come spilling out in a little while. So, World Cup update. Let's let's first go into our players, of which we only have three. Yeah. Um, how did you feel like? Let's start with Pickford, just because I feel like he's the one that everybody's really, truly wondering about. Uh, how did you feel like Pickford played the other night? Um, in all honesty, you know, for, for the lad to be playing England number one in its first World Cup and you know I think it, it's well documented the pressure that particularly being England players are put under for me mm-hmm. tournaments like this but particularly by the English press and for, you know for him to yeah, I, was, I was desperately you know I was unlucky I, was, I felt unlucky for for that penalty he was just into the way from getting a stronger hand yeah. and putting it around the post but all in all I think you know it was a you know faultless performance really nothing that you could really criticise him for. Um, he didn't have to see a lot of action, did he? No, not really, except for all those bloody flies buzzing around the place. I mean, Obi sprayed himself with a bit of mosquito spray, but I mean, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad he's the number one for a start. I'm glad he's getting this, um, you know, this this opportunity to be on the stage. I doubt he either thought that himself, you know. Yeah. Was Sunderland making it through the ranks? So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just really happy for him. Yeah, uh, it was hard to really get any kind of an idea of how he was actually doing because he didn't really have to face a lot of pressure. Mm. England played pretty well, despite the fact that they didn't finish very well. Yeah, uh, not. I mean, they should have that that game should have been out of reach well before uh, the second goal. Um, but uh, Pickford on the PK, uh, 
Bigfoot on the penalty. PK. Hey, I'm from America. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I thought he did well on it. He picked the right side. Um, and I thought it was a well-placed penalty. Yeah, it was. It was I can't really blame him for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, And honestly, I, it's hard to say that he made a lot of mistakes. I know he was catching some flack for having small arms from some some uh, English supporters. Uh, I think that's maybe some people who just don't like Everton that put that out there. Yeah, I like that. How can you blame him for that? I don't know. I think that's dumb. Just saying. Yeah. So... <laughs> So yeah, we'll, so the the jury is still out on Pickford on the World Cup. We think at the moment though he's done he's done well. Yeah. Um, Gay, Senegal well, uh, got a nice win, didn't they? It's kind of you know you, you, you're happy for all these players. Obviously, with, you know Senegal making it mm-hmm. through. You can tell how much the players like that. You know you, you see how much it means to them. But you know yeah. apart from you know you see all these nations that. You know, like your Brazils, like your Germany, like your England, who make it all the time. And it was just, I was, I was made up to see him get that goal as well. I mean, I know it was deflected and it was off a rather stereotypical attempt of his, where he kind of fires it like a loose cannon mm. to the box. But uh, yeah, again, I'm, I'm made up for him and I think he played exceptionally well. It's such an address a gay goal. Mm. You know, it's like he, he cracked it from really far away. When normally those just sky into the stands, <laughs> yeah, it deflects off another player and gets in, and it's just like because he he's, I mean, you, I don't know, his shots are usually off target. So the fact that he scored on a deflection, okay, I know they didn't give it to him. Uh, they said it was an own goal, so that pissed me off. He'll be claiming it's one of those, isn't it? You know, it, it's the story itself. Basically, scored the goal at the World Cup. Mm-hmm. I, I was heartbroken. I walked out of the room. The rest of my family was eating in there watching the game. I walk out of the room, I hear, and it's not the TV I hear, it's my family. And I run in there and I see Ghana's face really huge on the TV. I was like, like, what? And my wife's like, gay scored, oh my gosh. And I was like, he never scored, that's amazing. But yeah, and he made, like some people have had like a team of the week to this point, yeah. and he is on it. Mm. I think, which is awesome. Collectively, I thought Senegal was superb. I think they were just energy non-stop. The kind of the, the packed mentality. And yeah. I think they kind of, they obviously they forced Poland into making mistakes, as shown by the second goal. And yeah, yeah, they, they did really well. A shot. Yeah, Senegal was. Uh, I thought it was fun to watch them. To be honest with you, some of these some of these squads are not exceptionally fun to watch mm. but uh that that is a team that you know they're they're pretty intelligent they have really good talent yeah um you know that it's just a pretty i don't know that's a solid squad i could see i i think they will make the second round and i could see them making it to the uh final eight yeah um but they'd have to scrap and meet somebody good mm. um uh so Let's move away from Gay and, and move move to another player who also had made one of the teams of the week. Beside Gay, Gilfie Sigurdsson. Mm-hmm. All right. Iceland managed a, a 1-1 draw with Argentina, who I'm actually watching right over there, by the way. You can't see that, but I'm watching them. Mm-hmm. And Max is watching it right there at his desk as well. <laughs> but uh, Sigurdsson had a good game, he did. I thought. 
Uh, I actually thought Iceland were way more attacking than I was expecting. Um, yeah, uh, Gilfie played well. I was psyched. And he got sort of an assist. It, like, deflected off another yeah. player. Yeah, you give him that, don't you? I think he's, mm. he's the one that laid it on. And I think what there was, you know, the certitude and the determination of the Iceland team as a whole. There's yeah. lessons to be learned. If you make Gilfie Sigurdsson, you can't. Gilfie Sigurdsson, your focal point of your attacks, as he was for Iceland, you know, you reap the rewards of that. And I think Silva's got to be seeing how he's performed, you know, the position that he was in in the pitch. Because he was, we all know, Gilfie covers up, for, you know, for a number 10, he doesn't have to cover a lot of ground. And he, he grafts hard, you know. Did he cover more ground than anyone else that game? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't look at that stat, but. Yeah, I'm, I feel like that was specifically somebody pointed out that stat. He ran more than anyone else during that game. So, you know, as, that's as, that says a lot right there. He's going to be huge next season. I hope so. I hope so because I like him a lot. Mm. I do. He's he's. It's really hard not to like Gilfie. Just seems like a nice guy. Yeah. Works hard. You know. Yeah. So that is that's all of our players that are in the World Cup right now. But we do have some some potential connections. That have played already. Uh, Irving Lozano. I thought he looked good. Ooh. He got a goal against Germany for Mexico. How do you? What do you think? I I really thought Mexico as a whole were absolutely superb. I think that was probably the best individual team performance I think of the tournament so far. I think the way Germany set up to kind of to camp the fullbacks kind of so yeah. far up the pitch, and they played predominantly down the right hand side. Which mm-hmm. just was a dream for Lozano because I think every time Germany was possessed, he was the first to you know to make a yeah. ball and pick his head up and sprint into space, as, as shown by his goal. Um, I think his goal as well. There was a lot to be taken from his goal. You know, the, the quick feet. I mean, I know it was Mezzetazo that he sped away from. He's not particularly the most defensive of players, but you know, it, it's what you want to see, particularly to a, to a player that you link to. And I know everyone's saying we want that snap up as soon as possible, but with the with the thirty million. Um, price tag on him. I think you know we'd be silly not to snap that up straight away. Yeah, um, I don't know that it's whether or not we can afford him. It's whether or not he's going to have other options, right? Yeah. And we will get more into that in our tra- transfer focus uh, video coming up. Um, uh, speaking of Germany, Marvin Plattenhardt. Uh, Germany was attacking up that right side with Kimmich the entire mm. match. Uh, rarely went up the left. As a result, Mexico rarely attacked up that right up the right side, meaning Plattenhardt didn't see a lot of action. Yeah, um, he was just made to look silly. I think. I yeah. Think with the again, obviously, because you've got to hold that line. I mean, if you're playing a high defensive line, that you know the whole back four has got to kind of be as one, and. Mm. Even when Mexico kind of shifted the ball about, there was so there was so much space in, in those pockets around the flanks, and you know, Pachner just got made to look silly. He didn't have been anywhere near the same amount of touches, touches or involvement as Kimmich, so he didn't really yeah. get to express or show what he's about going forward. But defensively, um, I think particularly after that performance, I think we'll be looking elsewhere. Yeah, I after watching, I just was kind of underwhelmed. Mm. Um, that's. Uh, I do think he's his crosses are maybe stronger than he was able to demonstrate. Um, I do worry about athleticism. I uh, worry about speed with him. Um, yeah, I'm a little concerned about that. I didn't think he looked 
anywhere close to being the fastest player on the pitch. Mm-hmm. And when faced with a with a player like a Lozano, I know Lozano was on the other side, but had he been faced with a player like that, I think he would have been skinned. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, moving on to another player who some people felt were was underwhelming, William Carvalho from uh, Portugal. Mm-hmm. Um, played played all of both games. Uh, he's sort of he looks like a replay in that he looks like he's in slow motion. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he can. I mean, his passing stats are good. We were talking about that off camera, right? It's it's quite interesting because he can't, he's at the heart of this this team and that's a really successful team, you know. So mm-hmm. to be him straight away, I think you'd be you know ignorant to do that. And because uh, you know, it, and I was I was having this discussion on Twitter. It kind of it seems if you're gonna bring him in, you need, obviously they've got Moutinho alongside him and the way Moutinho distributes the ball and kind of gets himself about is you know well, well documented and well known. Oh really? Cool. Who's Moutinho? Moutinho. <laughs> no, I was joking because I felt we we were connected with him for like a <laughs> a long time, right? Oh. <laughs> well, he's still at Monaco now, isn't he? Is it Monaco? He, he's still doing the business. Yeah, he's, I think I think he's I think he's there. I was just wondering if he's still at Monaco. Um, he's just been around for a while. I know he was one of those players we always joke about as Everton supporters. Yeah, you know, we're, we're, you know when's Moutinho signing? Goodness. When's Raquel May coming in? <laughs> that kind of thing. So, uh, but yeah, Carvalho did his job, and Portugal seems to be very pleased with him right there. That's what gets to me. Yeah, it's the fact that he starts for Portugal. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're no slouch. They're mm-hmm. not bad. He just doesn't look like he ever hits a sprint, ever. Mm. And it's really tough. But when placed beside a Ghana Gay, he could be maybe a very stabilizing presence. Mm-hmm. He looks unflappable in that whenever he brings the ball in, he controls it calmly, yeah. doesn't get dis- dispossessed no. often, and usually finds somebody uh, that he can swing it to on the other side. There are things that he could maybe do for us. I just, it's weird to get on, on board with a player who really looks like he's in, in like a foot of mud. Yeah, It's... It's tough, yeah. you know. Andre Carrillo is a player that was on loan at Watford last season, and he was one of the players that supposedly Silva was had had agreed with him that he was going to be coming to us with Silva. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and I don't think we're talking about a very expensive player. However, I do think his price may have gone up at Benfica because he's had a good World Cup. He's looked good. Not a lot of you know, no goals, but. He's looking dangerous from the side. Yeah, it's quite typical of the Peru side that we're seeing, isn't it? You know, he's um, mm-hmm. he's kind of at the heart of all the uh, the sexy football, but no kind of conversion or clinical mm-hmm. all about his game. And you know, it's kind of one of those that you kind of you you kind of just watch him from afar, and you're not too fussed whether it happens or not. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's one of he's older. So that's he's like twenty nine. I, I I'm forty and I say twenty nine is older, but he's older and we have an interesting new blueprint for how we're going to do things at Everton next, yeah. this coming season. So we'll talk about that more later too. Hakim Ziyech yeah. at Morocco. Uh, that's the way the announcers have been saying it during the games. Mm. Uh, played well. His team team lost both games, uh, but he looks good. He looks like one of their best players on the field. He looks lively. Um, yeah, I still want him for our team. Yeah, you. in terms, you know? Of, you know, in terms of his, his um, 
his physical attributes in terms of his pace and his power, which is, always seems to be in question of, of players mm-hmm. in the Dutch league. I, I don't think that's lost on him at all. I think particularly in that game against Portugal yesterday, he looked, you know, fit of the fiddle and he, he was yeah. again at the, at the heart of quite similar to Peru, Peru and Morocco side to play all this lovely football but just can't yeah. stick the ball in it. He looked dangerous. He looked he, like he connected with other players. He looked confident. I I worry he's on to a bigger yeah. a bigger squad than ours though. Uh, the rumors I've heard are Roma. So we'll see about that. Um, these are two recent ones and let's zip through these really quickly. Uh, Aaron Moy at Australia plays yeah. for Huddersfield. Uh, I mean, he's looked, you know, like Aaron Moy. We, we're familiar with him. We know what to expect from him. He's a solid player. I don't know if that's a legit link, but it's one that came up recently. Mm. And he's, in my opinion, he's the most impressive player at Huddersfield. I think yeah. the idea of setting him beside Ghana and Sigurdsson right there with them, that's sort of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because I don't think he's more of a center mid rather than an attacking center mid. Yeah, but it's just, you know? that, that question over quality, isn't it? It's kind of, you know, is he going to sit in and hit the ground running and be this kind of revolution in the midfield, which I think we really need? And mm. though, as you say, he probably got his field best player and he's probably been in Australia's best player at the World Cup here. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's of that quality that we need. Yeah, I, I actually would be okay with it. Uh, just because I feel like he's less of a risk. Mm. But I think if you're buying a player from inside the Premier League, from a fellow Premier League, you, you pay escalated prices. And that's where I bow out because I don't think we're going to do a lot of that this year. Um, last, Domogoj Vida, Croatia, playing right now. Uh, started last game, started this game. Uh, they haven't let in a goal yet. But to be honest with you, I didn't get to see much of the Nigeria-Croatia game. Mm. So... Just the yeah. it's part of a well-oiled machine, isn't it? Really, as you say, in the Croatia, I'd yet to concede the goal and really look comfortable. And I think with mm-hmm. our defensive problems at the, at the moment, we'd welcome someone like that. Yeah. So I have a bunch of other stuff to rattle off. Our, the analysis portion of this is pretty much done. <laughs> We're just this is an update as far as the uh, the picks that happened last week. Um, teams to watch, underdog teams. Terry picked Mexico. And, yeah, they beat Germany. And they were an underdog in that one, mm. technically. Yeah. I never considered Mexico to be an underdog team, but I think it's because you don't mention them in the top four to eight teams usually. Mm. I think Terry's right to include them. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they did well. Paul said Portugal, another team that I never really consider as an underdog. I think he's he's thinking that because nobody's really talking about them. Mm. Um, and they've – I'm not going to say they, they looked good in their first game. The second game, they didn't look good and still won. Mm. Um, but, yeah, they've, they're sitting on four points right now. And I picked Morocco, who, to be fair, was really fun to watch. Yeah. But they lost. And the other team I picked was Serbia, who won their first one. And I think they've got a good, good one coming up tomorrow. So that's where we're at on that. Uh, the champs, uh, I think Max – was in with uh, me and Terry and saying Germany's was our pick mm. uh, to win to win the World Cup. Um, that's not looking good, but it's been one match, so let's not yeah. go overboard. And Spain picked uh, or Paul picked Spain, and that's looking like a solid pick right now. Mm. They've won and drew, and they've played 
I don't know. Their game with Iran was such a weird one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's such a strange. I think I I do think that's they still look good. Yeah. Um, Golden Boot winners. Our picks were Griezmann for Paul, who has one goal. Suarez for me, who blew like eight chances in the first game. <laughs> Drove me nuts. Uh, but he got a goal yesterday, so he's sitting on one. And Terry picked Messi, who has not scored yet, but he might score second half. We'll see. Um, go, uh, but the people who are in the lead, Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo has four. He's looked ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really good. Sherishev, Denis Sherishev for Russia, also. Uh, yeah. I, I think, wasn't he originally, or before that, he was on Real Madrid, right? Real Madrid, Villarreal. And Villarreal now, yeah. Where is it now? I'm, I'm south of Eagle, maybe, or that might be wrong. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not actually sure about that. But uh, he's gotten three. Uh, Russia just, yeah. Yeah, they've they kind, of, solid. They kind of blew us all out the water, really. I think there was so yeah. much coverage of the fact that they're the, the lowest-ranked team in the tournament, and they just come in like like a bull in the china shop, haven't they? They've, they've made, covered more ground than any other team. I saw that stat again, too. Okay, yeah. They have literally run farther than any other team so yeah there's that and then we've got three tied with two uh harry kane has two it's jubia from russia has two and that tall guy for belgium i don't know who he is all right so um sweepstake i'll go through this John had Germany. They have zero points after one game. I had Nigeria. They had zero points after one game. Max had Spain, four points after two games. David has Denmark, four four points after two games. Tom has Saudi Arabia. They are eliminated. <laughs> uh, Edward has Belgium. It's so Edward to have Belgium. Yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> they have three points after one game. Uh, one of the few games in which I called the score beforehand. Uh, yeah, I usually get it wrong. Uh, Paul has Costa Rica uh, after, and they have zero points after one game. Jacob has England three points after one game. Thomas has Peru; they are eliminated. Terry has Iceland one point after one game, and Paul F has Australia; they have one point after one game. And that's it. That's it for our World Cup update. do a little uh, more in-depth transfer focus we usually focus on uh, one or two players that's kind of our thing uh, we'll give a few basic rumors and updates at the beginning and then we'll get into two foci today uh, Irving Lozano and Marvin Plattenhart but a few updates last week our transfer focus was on Carvalho nothing new there and Madison and he end up did he, he did end up signing for Leicester Mm-hmm. So, that one actually got right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, a couple other connections that have just come up recently. Uh, Delict from Ajax. Gelson Martins from uh, Sporting. Uh, also, Wendell from Leverkusen. And I've seen people make the same joke like a thousand times. Mr. Wendell they're saying they're going to play the song from like the 90s and that's what they're going to do me a favor don't make that joke i've seen it too much you're good you're smart make a different joke please all right so 
Uh, also, Badu Jai from Stoke, um, uh, Domogosh Vida from Bashikdash, and Aaron Moy from Huddersfield. So, those are new connections. Yep. Um, uh, no idea how many of those are actually legit. All I know is the Echo has rubbished a lot of those recently. Can we trust them now? Is that a thing we can do now? I, I don't. I'm not in with trusting them yet in terms of their information. No. But I do think maybe they're they have a tighter tie to Everton now as far as transfers. Yeah, early days in the relationship. Yeah. yeah. No more Jim White on speed dial. Oh, I've just had an alert on my iPad. There, Ramiro Funes Mori just signed for Villarreal. What? I know. So. Good, they got money for him. What happened? When did this happen? What? I've just got the alert on my iPad there. While I've can't, I've got um, Argentina, Croatia on, and it just dropped down the Everton official. It's not. It's not like them to to be uh, quick on the button announcing things like that, is it? Dude, all I heard was that Middlesbrough had made a had made a bid for him for five million early earlier today. Yeah, let me click on that. I want to get a few more details. It says undisclosed. But who knows? Maybe we might have got a return on him, but I'm not sure. That's crazy. Okay. Go on, continue with the show. Yeah, yeah, that's just, yeah, we that needed to be interrupted. Irving Lozano plays at PSV, also a Mexican international. Uh, he's 22 right now. He'll be 23 in, uh, in July, actually. Uh, Brands... Bronze was the one to bring him in P- to PSV in 2017 from Pachuca in Mexico. He had uh, 17 goals, 8 assists last season in the Eredivisie. For uh, for Pachuca from 2014 through 2017, he had 120 appearances, 31 goals. For Mexico, 29 appearances, 8 goals. He's a forward, typically plays on the left or the right wing. Um, uh, plays a little better when he has, I think, less defensive responsibility. Yeah. Uh, so that he can make more function as a forward rather than a, a, a wing. Um, he has played through the center before, but that's not why we would sign him. Um, there are rumors that his price is $30 million. Who knows if that's right? Mm. We have no idea. We are learning very quickly that there's a bunch of bullshit rumors out there. Yeah. So th- that could be such an arbitrary price. Yes. You know? That seemed relatively low to me, you know, particularly for the you know the waves that he made, particularly for that performance against Germany. For the club to come out and say thirty million, unless they're kind of desperate for cash. Yeah, thirty million seemed like a steal, particularly with someone you know in all competitions. He was in double figures for goals and assists. Yeah. So, I think I th- uh, the PSV people that I've seen on Twitter are saying they would expect more like fifty. Mm-hmm. So I don't think thirty is right. Just saying. Mm. Um, however, his his goal against Germany has potentially attracted uh, bigger fish, yeah. Because he has recently been connected to Barcelona. <laughs> Who are they? You yeah. know what I mean? Really? Yeah. Uh, so I I don't know if they'll actually get him. Uh, if they actually want him, I feel like if they want him, they'll get him. Period. Yeah. Um, we do have a connection to him, so I think that helps us over over some other possible Champions League teams, but Barcelona's Barcelona. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh, should we sign him? I say yes, if he, if we can. I think you said in the last video that you would, right? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, that 
that, again, I keep kind of having back to it, but the whole, the whole performance against Germany, the way they kind of hit them on the counter, it just kind of seemed perfect for him. That, you know, yeah. I think he, he completed three out of three tackles and four out of four dribbles. But, you know, uh, and obviously, I mean, his heart and soul will be into this World Cup performance in Mexico, but... If you you know you look at these performances and you think you know if you could deliver them week in week out at club level, which he certainly seems to be doing for PSV, if he can do this you know for Everton if he is to come to Everton, then I think you know we become a fan favourite very very quickly. Um, my concern is size. Mm. Um, he draws a lot of fouls. I mean he's he's very Lookmanesque. He is very good control. I think he's. He's older a little bit, and so he's got a little bit more experience. I think he, his his play off the ball is is maybe a little bit more intelligent yeah. um, at the moment. Um, but I, I little wingers, I always get worried about them playing in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Um, smaller, I mean, they're not just not just small, but they're they're thin too. You know, he and Automol Lookman, it's not like they're like this wide or anything. They're they're short and they're thin, mm. uh, so I get worried about durability at that point. I get worried about him getting bumped off the ball. Mm. Um, so yeah, those are my concerns. Do you have any concerns about him other than the step up from uh, Dutch league to Premier League? I think after seeing the way Balassi performed last season, I think you know someone like Kevin Ozano coming in. I really I, I I can't say anything against the move. I mean I. I can't <laughs> I can un- I can understand you kind of you know your curiosity about you know and I think that that's needed to fully assess the player you know to really kind of get down to it and figure out if he is going to be a complete fit for the team. Mm-hmm. But I think you know it, it's kind of one of those is as I said that kind of counter attacking approach seems to suit him perfectly and it's a high intensity approach that Mark Silver said you know he wants to adopt himself coming in Everton and. Considering that he said he wants to play four or three three as well, perfect. It seems like it to me too. Uh, I I definitely want to sign him. I I wanted Everton to sign him for years now because I knew about him when he's playing for Pachuca. Because yeah. we played Mexico often, mm. and I remember him coming in and the announcers were like, "Wow, this kid is just is really good." And I was like, "Really? I better watch him." And he just looked just a gear faster than everybody else. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, so do you think we'll sign him? Yeah, I think he's going to be our big, kind of, you know, the, the the one player that you come away from the World Cup thing, and you know, the club makes a big song and dance about it, and gets mm-hmm. some media coverage in on it. I think that's going to be our one big summer signing. Before the World Cup, I would have said, yes, we will sign him. But I think he's actually going to continue to impress, and he. I think he may end up going to a Champions League team. Right, uh, I'm just, I don't know. And I think the price is going to go up, and I think that's going to go against what Bronze wants to do as far as the MO. Yeah. You know, not spend a ridiculous amount on a player, not spend a ridiculous amount on wages. However, he's the right age. You yeah. know, I feel yeah. like if he was going to be 30 or less, we would be on this. Mm. Um, I just don't know that's going to happen, though, now. So I, I am going to say no just to be a contrarian asshole. Mm-hmm. So 
Always. That's what it. I do. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's talk about Pladenhart. Um, he's a left back for uh, Hertha Berlin. Um, 26 years old. Originally played for Nuremberg. Uh, he's a free kick specialist. He's not super fast, as we mentioned in another video. You should watch that video if you want to know about how he did mm. for Germany against Mexico. Um, he had seven assists last season in the Bundesliga, which means he's whipping in a lot of free kicks and whipping in a lot of crosses. Uh, so rumors rumors uh, surfaced that we were in for him at a fee of $16 million. However, that, ru- though, that particular rumor came from Sky uh, Sky Sources, if you're familiar with that guy. Uh, yeah, who knows who the Sky Sources actually are. Uh, what's funny is a lot of people, at, same thing with uh, PSV for Lozano, uh, Hertha Berlin, a lot of people said that it would be much higher than 16 if we were to sign him. Yeah. It would have to be. All right? Um, so then, a couple of days ago, the story in the Echo came out and said, no, we're not... We're not interested in Plattenhardt. Uh, saying we're not interested in Plattenhardt and we're not interested in Carvalho. Mm. Those are uh, so. If that's, I mean, it's it seems like somebody had told them to say that. Yeah. If that's true. Uh, I, I, again, I kind of I say this every time I'm kind of put on the spot about rumors and, and commenting on speculation. It's just it's it's for tat, isn't it? You know, one minute they're in, one minute they're getting the medical at Minch Van, the next minute we're not even interested and we never have been. So, yep. the, the, in, in terms of the player and the player's profile, I think he he seems to be this kind of like for like Bain's replacement, doesn't he? You know what I mean? With the with these mm-hmm. kind of pinpoint crosses and his his ability to step up and take free kick. Um, but again, defensively. He, You've got to have your worries about him after seeing how he performed against mm. Mexico. If you're going to come up against these players of blister and speed and you know quick feet, you've got to be on the game. And he just he, he seemed far off it. Uh, so, if we were to sign him, would you say that's a would you say that's a quality signing, or would you worry about that one? Um, again, uh, it's kind of. You've got to make a judgment call with Baines. Then at that point, I feel you know, is he going to is he is he going to become the deputy or is it going to be you know Baines as the first first choice and kind of a Plattenhaus as the understudy, which I think might be a huge of huge benefit to him because you know, in terms of knowing how to keep yourself relevant and fit for the league, I think Baines is the prime example of that of how he's yeah. going to evolve. And there's certainly certainly a lot of advice I think he can pass on. So, you know, yeah, I do think it would be a really good sign if we were to get him in. Uh, I also think it would be a good signing. Uh, but it's not, it's only sort of one for the future. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do think, think we, we need a left back. Yeah, At this could. point, if we sign almost any left back, I'm going to say it's a good signing. Mm, but think, if we have to sign him for 30 or more, no. Mm. I think with Plattenhardt, I think that the, the, the longest you could keep him is the understudy, let's say. I think you, it's just a season, isn't it, really? You can have that season where he's kind of on the bench, but then I think you, you'd have to start playing him every single week. Mm-hmm. It just depends, again, it, says what, it depends what we want to do with Baines and how we want to try and manage the left-back situation. Does this guy fit the new formula? Uh, will he be a decent signing as far as price? 
Will he want lower weight? Will, will he be okay with not astronomical wages? And will and will he be one for the future? Yeah. Okay. I think those are things that are that all weigh in to Everton's new new way. Yeah. Um, he's he's only sort of one for the future. I think his wages won't be crazy, but I think he's going to cost more than we want to spend, which is one of the reasons why I think we put it out there that we didn't want him anymore. You know, I think that might be what happened. And Croatia just scored. Yeah, that's that's why they can't the eyes are going sideways and flow from yeah. back to the screen. Croatia fans are going nuts. Messi is not looking good. Wow. Another tournament wasted, it looks like, for the, uh, the greatest of all time. Yeah. Um, so, so we feel like this guy only sort of fits the, right, fits the formula if the price is right, I think, is really what we're looking at. Do you think it will happen? No. Particularly, I think, after the um, particularly after that Germany-Mexico game. I just I can't see the the interest being sustained. I agree with you. I also do not think it's going to happen now. I think the only way it would happen is if Berlin drops their price. Yeah. And I don't think they're really in a position to do that, to have to do that. So, anyway... That's why we may have shifted our attention, or, I don't know, there were all these noises about possibly trusting Anthony Robinson more next season. Mm. It's getting to the point where, I don't know, he looked pretty good against France. Yeah, he did. So, anyway, okay. Well, that is it for our transfer focus. I think we've covered covered Lozano and Plattenhart. Uh... Lozano might sign, and both of us are kind of thinking Plattenhart will not sign now. Okay? So, we are going to talk now about a player who is nowhere near the World Cup, and he's not too happy about that. Uh, however, he's available on a free. Yep. Recently came out, made an announcement about it. Said, "Hey, I enjoyed my time at Arsenal, but I'm not going to go. I'm not going to be there anymore." Uh, rumors that we have made an offer to this gentleman, uh, and uh, there's a possibility he may come to us. So, yep. Jack Wilshire, what do we think? I've got a series of questions. First off, would he help Everton? If he wasn't on the injury table, yeah. I think so. Um, I, I just feel like he's got that kind of um, that kind. I don't know. It, it's everything that he does kind of seem. He just seems to be a very smooth technical player. He doesn't really seem to be out of his depth in anything he does. The way he kind of trans- transitions from you know being mm-hmm. in his own half to kind of pushing the ball forward, and we know he can finish and attack off if needs be. So as a, as a player, I most certainly rate him, but I just don't know if it's where taking the risk considering how many t- how many how much time he spends off the pitch. Yeah, uh I don't know if it'd be a situation where he would have to play in a, with Sigurdsson or instead of if we were to get him. Mm-hmm. Uh it's a strange I think with someone like him because his game is different than Sigurdsson's you'd almost 
it's like you would only want to put them together if we need to get a a quick goal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um other otherwise, or if we wanted to change a look and put someone that's a little bit more sprightly and quick instead of Sigurdsson, because yeah. Sigurdsson's not a quick guy, oh. it would give us a, a different look in the ten position. Mm-hmm. Um, if he wanted to play ten, if we wanted, I think if we wanted him as an eight, yeah, I'm not sure if he's defensive enough for that. Uh, to be honest, he, he certainly when he was when he was called up for England, I think that was kind of the role that he tends to play for England, more or less, the kind of deeper mm. holding role, and. I, in, in comparison to you know to the likes of Henderson, Henderson and Dyer, I think he's a kind of player. When when you watch him, you think you know he, he offers you so much more than you know Henderson and Dyer. Again, it, it it really is a tricky one for me. It, it's all about the kind the, the time he spends in the injury room. Yeah, he's he's really good in tight space. He's yeah, really good in tight space, and he's very composed. Um, here's a question: Is he too expensive? And I say that knowing full well he's on a free. But I've seen some of the reported wage demands that he's laid out there. Mm-hmm. And it, he looks expensive. Yeah, it's room, isn't it? Room of the round of hundred grand a week? It's, it's a lot. Yeah. It's, it's, it's more than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I think he doesn't match what we're trying to do now with wages. I agree. You know, Um, if you actually additionally, if you get a look at his injury record, it's like a it's like a it's a mile long. It's enormous. It is he, yeah. I think if you sign Wilshire, you want to play him, but you better damn well know you got somebody else there with him. Yeah, you know who can back him up and play if and when he gets hurt. Yeah, and I think think you said earlier in one of the other videos we've we've had that kind of period where we've gone a bit silly with our money we've kind of been splashing the cash here and everywhere last summer and I think as as we say with, with silver and brands coming in we kind of want to be a lot more efficient with how we spend our money and like, yeah. is he worth it risk assessment you know injury history I'd say no not really yeah I think this Wilshire connection and I think a lot of people have said this uh, is coming from the old regime. Yeah, I think the offer was made, and I'm pretty certain this is true. I mean, I'm, it's not like I'm dropping any revelations here. Pretty certain the offer was made by Big Sam and Steve Walsh, put it out there because they wanted him. Yeah. And uh, so I don't know if our offer is still even out there. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't seem to fit the new profile for Bronze and Silva and Everton. I, I just it just doesn't seem to match. Yeah. Additionally, I don't live in England, but I've heard a lot of people maybe not super impressed with uh, his personality, the way he carries himself. Mm. Uh, is that a th- is that a thing, or, or is am I just reading only the pe- the only people who don't really like the guy? No, no, I know. You know? I know there have been plenty of, of reports. You know, simple things like you know, smoke and drink and. I think, you know, he's kind of been popped a few times when he's been on party, you know, when he's been on holiday. Um, the, the most recent thing that kind of come to make the news was, you know, his, his big kind of rant almost about when he didn't cut, make the cut for the, yep. for the World Cup squad. And personally, I haven't got a problem with that. I think if, you, if your players are, you know, dissatisfied and unhappy with not being chosen for the national team, I think that just shows desire and passion as far as I'm concerned. So, 
Uh, in terms of his attitude, again, I think you again with the kind of midfield, you kind of want that kind of pick yourself up, dust yourself down, and go again type character. And whether he'd be that, we don't know. Doesn't look like it anyway. Um, yeah, the I was a little bit the 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 post about not getting on onto the World Cup squad that. That wasn't a huge thing for me. Uh, however, recently he came out and posted that letter that said he's leaving Arsenal. Mm. Then after that, he posted like a highlight video of himself. Yeah. I'm not sure if I like that. No, I know. It's kind of putting you, it's putting yourself in the shop window, isn't it? And it's kind of it's hard. It's, and he doesn't need to. No, I know. We know. You know what I mean? We know he's had some good plays. We know he's a, he can play. Um, I feel like he should leave that to people like us yeah. <laughs> to post those videos and not have to do it himself. He clearly has – he clearly – his self-confidence is low mm. right now and he's got a chip on his shoulder, yeah. which would explain the video posting. Like, hey, remember me? I am good. Like, yeah. seriously. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. I'm – I'm iffy about that. I think uh, personally, all this to me adds up to us not signing him. Yeah. Do you, would you agree with that? Yeah, I think that's a pretty fair statement to make. I think I know we're saying obviously the kind of under the new regime and have it in a certain way we want to spend our money, but I think there's certainly a certain character that we want in our players. And I, again, I just don't think Jack, Jack Wilshere fit the profile in that sense. Yeah, I would agree with that. All right. Well, I guess that's uh, that's it for our Jack Wilshire video then. And that is also it for the big show. Podcast people out there who are listening, thanks so much. Uh, subscribe to the Toffee Blues podcast. Rate it if you can. Leave us a kind review, please. It would just make us feel good. Additionally, uh, check out Max's stuff on the Toffee Blues website. He's got a piece on there right now from... Uh, I think it's a couple days old, I believe. Yeah. Um, it's a World Cup watch. He talks about Carvalho, talks about Pladenhard, talks about Lozano. So if you want a little more analysis there, check out Max's article. But just check out the Toffee Blues website in, in general. There's a lot of uh, World Cup updates and Everton updates on there. You should, uh, yeah, a lot of analysis. Uh, I think that's it, Max. Uh, thanks so much for, for, for coming back yeah. from Spain. Wait. We appreciate it. Wait, look. I just can't wait for transfers to be real for us. <laughs> That'll be nuts. You know? know? I'm not wetting my bed. I'm just excited. Just say it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, Max, I'll see you later. Everybody else, see you later, too. See you soon. Bye. Bye.